Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 95, how to use chains in Audacity to save time and brain cells. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, then check out theaudacitytopodcast.com for many more video tutorials, audio tutorials, about podcasting, about using Audacity, and so much more blog posts and resources. It's all there at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And if you're listening to the audio edition of this, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 95 for not just the show notes, but I'll embed the YouTube video of this episode there in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 95. Let me paint a picture for you of a situation that you might face yourself. When you're editing a podcast or editing anything inside of Audacity, you find yourself doing the same things over and over and over again. You know how I love the Chris's Dynamic Compressor plugin that I now host over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Chris. It's a great compression program for Audacity that evens out your audio, makes the quiet places louder, makes the louder places quieter, evens it out a bit for you. Well, as great as that plugin is, it doesn't remember your settings if you quit Audacity. In fact, if you switch Audacity projects, it doesn't remember your settings. So I have a particular set of settings that I use when I run Chris's Dynamic Compressor on my audio projects. And I would have to remember those every single time I run the effect on a different podcast episode. I use the same settings, but I'd have to either memorize the numbers or have them handy as a reference or use chains in Audacity. With Audacity version 2.0.1, which by the way, latest version came out recently as 2.0.2, I do recommend you upgrade. There's not a lot that's different, but make sure that you're running the latest version of Audacity. That's the latest version at this point, which is September uh, 2012. So chains have been in Audacity for a while, but I would say they haven't been really useful for a while. There's been this clean speech chain, which they're actually starting to remove from Audacity and won't include that in future versions at some point. But chains are now a whole lot more useful because with version 2.0.1, they made it so that Nyquist plugins or Nyquist effects could be added to chains. This is really big because before the only chains that you could make would be from the Audacity program. When you look at the effect menu, then the first few effects that you would see just before the little dividing line, only those effects could you use in a chain. This would be stuff like fade in, fade out, invert, leveler, normalize, uh, phaser, repair, some of these other things, change pitch, bass boost. 
those are the built-in audio effects that Audacity has. And those were the only ones that you could use in a chain previously. But since version 2.0.1, you can now use chains that have Nyquist plugins. These are the plugin files that end with .ny, not .vst. VST plugins don't work yet with this, but .ny plugins do. Chris's Dynamic Compressor is a .ny plugin. But chains are, because of this, they're also now a lot easier to use. You don't have to remember information. So chains are really time savers and brain cell savers because you won't have to remember this stuff. And if you do the exact same steps several times in a row, then a chain can replace all of those steps with a single step and save you that much time that you just run it on your track or your selection of audio. It does everything for you right there. And then you come back and it's done your 15 or two or however many steps that you put in the chain. So I'm going to show you and tell you how to set up and how to use chains inside of Audacity. And again, if you want the full show notes for this episode, go to the audacitytopodcast.com slash 95. I'll have the video embedded there. You can listen to the audio. You can get the show notes for this and any other links and information that I mention. But one last thing before I jump into this, and I'll talk more about this at the end of this podcast, is remember, 100 podcasting tips coming up for the 100th episode. Send your tips in. Either call 903-231-2221 or email written or audio feedback to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. So let's look at Audacity. In Audacity, I've grabbed just a sample audio track from something, and this will just use as if this is any kind of audio project. This is really easy to set up in Audacity. Well, just to rehearse or remember together what it was like to do things previously, let's say we wanted to do, uh, we'll say we're going to uh, go through and do a normalize first, and then we go through and do Chris's dynamic compressor and enter some numbers in here and apply those. And then we go back through and we're going to do another normalizer. And then we come back through and we'll do a bass boost. So all of these things, now not necessarily what I recommend this order of things, because this particular track that I selected just gave me uh, a lot of clipping when I did the bass boost. So then I'm going to throw in another normalize just for fun. Now, I don't necessarily recommend all of these steps, Every step I just now took, normally you'd have to go to the effect menu, select the effect, enter your information, apply it, go to the effect menu, enter your information, apply it, go to the effect menu, enter your information, apply it, blah, 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 blah. All of these steps over and over and over again. But instead, what we're going to do is create a chain inside of Audacity. Chains are basically scripts that tell Audacity, do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. So to set up a chain, go to the file menu, and this applies in Windows OS 10 or Linux. Go to the file menu and click edit chains. This loads up a very big window that will tell you 
what chains you currently have on the left side. It just lists your different chains that you have. And then on the right side, it lists the different steps inside of that chain. So let's add a chain. And for now, I'm just going to call this a test chain. So when we add this test chain, you see one step on the right side of this, and that is simply end. So whatever you do will insert above this last step, and then the chain will, duh, end. So let's add in a few things. This is really easy. Over on the right side, click the insert button, and now you'll see a list of a lot of effects, including any Nyquist plugins that you have which in my case, I have Compress Dynamics, which is uh, Chris's dynamic compressor. Compressor is listed in here, as well as several other options like exporting options and stereo to mono and different things. So we're going to use similar steps to what we just played with and set these up in here. So let's start out with a normalize. And what we do is we double click the effect that we want, make sure that it displays at the top of this select command window. But then don't worry about all the text that you see under the parameters. That's just showing you what's saved with it. Don't worry about what's what in there. Because if you click the edit parameters button, it loads the plugin window just as if you were running that plugin on your audio. So in here, we can set the settings exactly as we want, exactly as we're familiar seeing. So I'm setting a normalize to minus one decibels and press OK and then press OK again. And so we've added that step. Now click the insert button and I'm going to add another step. Let's say I want to do my bass boost now. So I double click bass boost, then click edit parameters. I set my bass boost options in here, click OK. And by the way, any kind of effect that you're applying, the preview button will not work. And in fact, on Linux, I believe the preview button crashes. So just avoid pressing the preview button. Hopefully you know which settings you want to use ahead of time. So I've clicked OK on the parameters. Now I click OK on the command. So now I have two steps in my chain, normalize and bass boost. I can click insert add another effect. So now I'll come in and add Chris's dynamic compressor. Now keep in mind, some effects and some plugins do save their settings between sessions, like Normalize does this. If I enter minus one into Normalize, close Audacity, reopen it, open a different project, choose Normalize again, it still says minus one. Chris's dynamic compressor does not remember settings between sessions, and it doesn't remember se settings between quitting Audacity but that's where you can use a chain. So we select Compress Dynamics, or it looks like Compress Ampersand Dynamics 126 inside of this list. Double-click it and choose Edit Parameters. Now we get the Effects window, just like we're used to seeing inside of Audacity. We can set our settings, and in my particular case, because I previously set these during my same editing session, it still shows me my settings but we can change these to whatever we want them to be. And I'm just going to use my preferred settings for Chris's dynamic compressor. Click OK on the parameters, then click OK on the select command. Now it's added that step. Now let's add one last normalization just to make sure the audio doesn't get over a certain level. And again, I wouldn't necessarily recommend 
these steps that I'm taking as far as what you're putting in your chain, but just figure out on your own, what are the things that you find yourself repeating over and over and over and add those to a chain? So I click normalize, I'll click edit parameters. This time, let's say I want to change it to minus two decibels instead of minus one. So the first one runs at minus one, this one runs at minus two. So I've added that and I can move these things around. Like in my particular case, it added the normalize above compressed dynamics because I'd had compressed dynamics selected. So I can just click the move up or move down buttons in order to reorder my things. So let's say I really wanted to start with minus two. So I move that all the way to the top and I'll do the normalize minus one, move that to the bottom. Now, all of that, and again, video for this at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 95 if you want to watch that. But essentially, we just click the insert button and insert whatever effects, press the edit parameters button in order to customize it, and then it will all insert right inside of this chain for you. Then when you're finished, click OK, and you have an effect saved. Now, some things to keep in mind with this. Certain effects do not apply well in this or work quite at all. Things like noise removal, because noise removal depends on your selecting certain audio beforehand and then selecting different audio. So noise removal doesn't quite work. There are other little things. Now, they are working on this, and these are known issues. And you can see some of these known issues at the Audacity Wiki but they are working on these things. So now I've added these four or so steps to my chain. I select the audio that I want to edit. Now keep in mind, you can select just a portion of a track, or you can select an entire track, or you can select several tracks, but it's all within this time window that you're selecting. So I've selected a portion of my audio. Now to apply our chain, We'll go to the file menu and click apply chain and I'll tell you in a moment how to add a keyboard shortcut to it if you want. We click apply chain and we see a list of the chains that we have inside of Audacity. Pick the one that you want and click apply to current project. That will apply it to whatever audio you currently have selected in your current project. So when we click apply to current project it will go through and you can watch it processing each of these things. And just like that, while I was talking, it was processing these things. It did all four steps for me with the settings that I chose. And it's done. Even before I could finish telling you what it was doing, it's done. So I didn't have to remember any of the settings, Chris's dynamic compressor settings or normalization settings or anything like that. It is finished here. So this is fantastic, a huge time saver for you that you could use in editing any kind of audio where you have these repetitive tasks. Now, keep in mind, you do not get to change your settings as the plugin or as the chain is running. So you can't have it ask you a question while it's running and then it continue. Photoshop Actions can do that. Audacity Chains can't. But this can save a lot of time in the things that you find yourself doing over and over again. If you have multiple tracks in your project, then you can just drag your selection across those multiple tracks, go to the file menu, choose apply chain, pick the chain that you want to apply and click apply to current project. And it will apply 
those effects to all of the tracks that you had selected, all of the portions of the audio. Or you can just select an entire track that you want to edit by clicking on the track control panel over on the left side of the track. That's where the mute, solo, and a little volume and balance controls are all over there. That's the track control panel. If you click on that, it selects the entire track so you can edit the entire track and run whatever process this is. Now, keep in mind, this will not process tracks differently. So you can't select, uh, if you have, for example, your background music on one track and your voice on another track, this will not compress or modify those tracks separately from each other. That is, if you want to compress your voice but not compress the music, it's going to compress all of them. So whatever filters or effects that you've put inside of the chain will apply to any audio you have selected. But if you have something like maybe you have a certain set of filters and effects that you apply to your voice, and then you have some different effects that you apply to a co-host voice, or maybe you're doing an audio drama, and so it's a character's voice, you apply a certain series of effects on their voice, maybe to make them sound mysterious or mechanical or whatever. And then maybe you have some other effect that you always use on your music or your sound effects or anything like that. You could then create three different chains, name them logically, that will make sense to you. And for each chain or for each track that you want to modify or each selection of audio, select it and run the chain that you want to on just that selection of audio. Now, right now, this the way that Audacity is set up by default is when you select your track, you have to go to the edit menu, click apply chain, and choose the chain you want to apply, then click the apply to current projects button. I like keyboard shortcuts. So I'll tell you how to make a keyboard shortcut. Go to your Audacity preferences. In Windows, this would be clicking on the edit menu and you choose preferences on OS X. This is going to the Audacity menu and choosing preferences. And Linux people, uh, you'll have to interpolate for yourselves. You probably know where this is. In the Audacity preferences, go to the keyboard section on the left. It's down near the bottom of this whole list of things, right between effects and mouse. Click on keyboard, and this will list for you every single command in Audacity that can have a keyboard shortcut assigned to it. So scroll down when you have the category is set to all, scroll down just a little bit, maybe about one screen down, and you'll see export selection, export multiples, export MIDI, apply chain, edit chains. So you can click on the command that you want a keyboard shortcut assigned to, click in the space that probably appears underneath it, and you can set your keyboard shortcut. In my case, I chose on OS X, I chose Command-Option-R. The reason I chose that is because Command-R in Audacity is to rerun an effect. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm using chains to run effects, so I want the command, the keyboard shortcut to be very similar to that. So I made it Command-Option-R instead of 
something else. So you could just set this to whatever you want, something that's memorable for you. So then this can save you time because you can make your audio selection, not move your mouse at all. I'm just going to take my couple fingers, which this particular keyboard shortcut requires that you have three fingers or at least a fat thumb and another finger. I'm going to take my fingers, put them on the keyboard, not move my mouse at all, and press Command Option R when I have my audio selected. And it runs, it opens up the apply chains. I can see which chain I want to pick. Click on that, and my mouse is probably already pretty close to this. Then click Apply to Current Projects, and it applies that chain to the audio that I have selected. And I could be done right there, ready to export this final audio or ready to move on to whatever other manual step that I have. This is a huge time saver. If you do the same kind of audio processing all the time to your audio, instead of running those multiple steps on your audio, set up a chain and then run that chain on your audio track that needs to be modified. This is how I now always apply Chris's dynamic compressor because, like I said, Chris's dynamic compressor does not save the settings between Audacity sessions or, yeah, between if you quit Audacity and restart it. Chris's dynamic compressor doesn't save that. I have to remember that. Well, not anymore because since version 2.0.1, Audacity now remembers Nyquist plugins and I can use those inside of uh, a chain so that now I can use the chain to remember my settings instead of trying to remember the settings myself. So this will be a really big time saver for you. And I would love to know what kind of chains do you make? How is this saving you time and brain cells? And what steps do you take in your audio? Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903 903- Two three one two 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 one, or you can email feedback at the audacity to podcast.com written or audio feedback over there. I'd love to hear from you what chains that you apply and how this saves you time in your audio editing. And I'm really certain that this will help a lot because it's so much more convenient to do this instead of all of the separate steps, especially if you do the same steps over and over again. So that's the chains inside of Audacity version 2.0.1 and later. I hope they do change this so that it works with VST plugins someday in the future because there are some awesome VST plugins out there free as well that uh, would really benefit from being able to save different settings. But this works great for anything that you apply or need to remember that can work inside of a chain. Check it out in the show notes, the video, audio, and any notes that I made over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 95. Now, episode 100 of the Audacity to Podcast is coming up very, very soon. I would love to hear from you your podcasting tips. These could be tiny little tips like position the microphone at this degree of angle from your face. Or it could be bigger tips, like maybe you have a preferred um, style or preferred program and you want to say, here's a tip for how to save time with this program. Or here is 
how you can post, get better ideas for podcasting or blogging or anything like that. I've got a bunch of tips so far, but there's still plenty of space left if you want to send in a tip or several tips for the Audacity to Podcast, episode 100. So you can send those to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or call 903-231-2221. And I'm planning on recording this 100th episode on October 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. Is it still daylight saving time by then? I can't remember, but it's Eastern time. And if it's no longer daylight saving time, then it would be GMT minus five. So check that out. And I do the show live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Eastern Standard Time, whichever one is current, over at noodle.mx slash live. Now keep your tips so that they could stand alone, especially if you're recording audio. If you send in audio, don't just say, I have three tips for the Audacity to Podcast. First tip is this, second tip is this, third tip is to this. Don't do that because if if we get some kind of crossover between different tips where one person sends in the same tip as you do, but they've only sent in one tip and you've sent in three, then I'm going to cut the one tip from you and then let them be able to be included in this. So make each of your tips send it, stand alone on their own. So make it so I could use just one of them, I could use two of them, and it wouldn't sound weird. Make it really simple, very, very concise. No longer than 25 seconds. I would prefer no longer than really 20 seconds. But say your name really quickly, and you could say, for example, I might say, Hi, this is Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. Or, well, that might not, that could work too if you can say it fast enough. I might say, Hi, this is Daniel J. Lewis for the Audacity to Podcast. And my tip is get an iPod AV cable to connect your cell phone to a mixer. It works really well and it's really cheap. And that could be it. Or I could say, Hi, this is Daniel J. Lewis, and my op- and I think that podcasters really need to have an email address listed on their site somewhere. It could be that simple. It could be opinionated. It could be based on experience, but keep it concise, shorter than 20 seconds, if at all possible. So send those in. You can send in as many as you want. We're going to have 100 podcasting tips for the 100th episode on October 15th, 2012 over at noodle.mx slash live. I've got a bunch of tips so far and they are some fantastic tips. Don't worry about how vague or how uh, off the wall your tip is. It could be something promotional related to podcasting, like a tip about tweeting. You could say tweet at such and such times during the day if you want your podcast promotional tweets to be seen or you could use uh, mention something else whatever it is. It could be don't eat peanut butter before you podcast anything. I want your podcasting tips. And this is going to be an episode that I'd really like it to be all your content, not my own, but your content. I know you have podcasting tips out there. I know you have experience with podcasting that you could share with the rest of us. So think of a tips, think of something short, simple, and memorable And it will be in these 100 podcasting tips for the 100th episode. Again, send those as either recorded or written to feedback at 
theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right from your computer. And again, you can send these, if they're standalone, it can be one audio file, it can be separate audio files, but just make sure that they work if I were to grab only one of them by themselves. And this will be an awesome episode. I hope you join me for it on October 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live. And the same feedback information applies if you'd like to give feedback for any other podcast episodes or ask questions for future episodes, things that you'd like me to cover. Feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also follow me on twitter.com slash noodle. Check out the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 95. And watch this video if you're listening to just the audio format right now. If you haven't left a written review for your favorite podcast, then go do that. I'd love it if you'd leave a written review for me in iTunes. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. But think of the podcasts you listen to, especially your favorite podcasts that you listen to. Have you left a rating and review for them in iTunes? If not, go do that. Show your appreciation for the content that they're producing and go leave a written review, not just a star rating, but write a review about what you like about their podcast for them in iTunes. And if you want to do that for the Audacity to Podcast, it's theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. I hope to hear from you soon with your Audacity or podcasting tips and find many more podcasting tips and information in my newsletter and look at hiring me to design podcast cover art for you or help you start your podcasting or design your website or anything like that. Normal feedback information or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like Clean Comedy, Christian Movie Reviews with Critical Thinking, Christian Worldview, and a new awesome one to come over at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.